guys. Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you hear any books that you might want to check out and are driving, please do not check on your phone. You can visit us online at libraryoverload.home.blog. And you can check us out on Instagram and now Facebook. We are Library Overload there. For today's episode, this is our buddy read for the month, Yay. and Susie picked Station Eleven. Yay! That's by Emily St. John Mandel. So, how did you feel about this book? It was good. I mean, it was it wasn't my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Yeah, but it was not bad. I, I thought it three stars. It, yeah, I thought it was a solid three stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was a little literary for me. It was definitely literary fiction for sure. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. I, I knew a very surface area information. I gotcha. Like, post-apocalyptic type books are mm-hmm. not my thing, unless it's like a dystopian YA, and there's more action. But mm-hmm. this was a lot of non-action. Yeah, I liked the idea of reading about, like, a big plague and all mm-hmm. that. That part was super interesting, mm-hmm. but I did get kind of bored got a little bored in the, in the bits of it yeah i thought the first half was slow but i did like the second half mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting to have a pandemic that didn't turn into a zombie book which i really appreciated yeah for zombies death <laughs> i yeah i liked it i i don't think i've read anything like it i'm mm-hmm. trying to think and yeah i think the closest thing would be like a dystopian mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing but no i i mm-hmm. I did like it. I'm glad I finally read it. Right. Let's, I guess, back up a little bit and go over, like, a synopsis of it. Okay. We're going to try not to spoil as much as have more discussion questions Mm -hmm. instead of just recapping the whole thing. So. Okay. So, Station 11 is, it follows kind of five main people and how their lives kind of all intersect at some point or another so it starts with Arthur he is a big actor and uh, he's on stage one night performing a play King Lear and he has a heart attack and dies on stage Mm -hmm. Uh, this is first first chapter yeah basically Um, the first yeah first couple pages yeah and so it follows his closest friend his ex-wife a little girl that was on stage with him, the man that performed CPR on him, and then his second ex-wife and her son with Mm -hmm. him. So it kind of jumps around a little bit. Like, it'll be like, this is Arthur the day that he died, like Mm -hmm. his actions up to his death. And then it would jump to Kirsten, who was the little actress that was on stage Mm -hmm. with him, and it follows mostly Kirsten as she's she's joined this traveling symphony that puts on plays in different sections of the country, I Basically, guess, still. I guess kind of going back, the same day that Arthur dies mm. is when a pandemic hits called the Georgian flu. Yeah. Which is Georgia from, like... The, the country. Yeah, the country of Georgia. Yeah. And 
it basically kills like 99% of the population. Yeah. So we hear about the lives of the people that we're hearing about Mm -hmm. before the pandemic hit and after it hit. Yeah. And I did like that. I thought that was really interesting. Also terrifying. Yeah. It was kind of confusing. I found uh, the chronology jumped around Mm -hmm. so much. I found it a little hard to follow at times. Yeah. It would take me a second to be like, okay, who is this? Mm-hmm. and be like okay is this before or after mm-hmm. so yeah no I didn't love the jumping around I don't like that in normal normal books so yeah I didn't love it so much in this one but yeah I thought it was I thought it was really interesting I would love to read another pandemic book maybe mm-hmm. or apocalyptic ish type of book where mm-hmm. there's not a huge jump around as much right. I would because I did really like reading about how people were surviving after like Mm -hmm. we are so spoiled with our air conditioning and our internet and cell phones and maps and stuff like that that we just have it at a touch of a button and so surviving without that would kind of be just not even fathomable Mm -hmm. and so no I did really like that I read an interview after I finished the book with Emily St. John Mandel Mm -hmm. and she said that she this is her quote I wanted to write a love letter to this extraordinary world in which we live meaning all of the technology mm-hmm. and all of the amazing things that we have that we mm-hmm. take for granted was kind of like a love letter to that I like it and then showing how the decline like how screwed we would be yeah. if we lost all of that and how much we do take it for granted and I thought that was a an interesting quote from her I do like that yeah you don't hear that very often like love letters to random objects that we don't think Mm -hmm. about like there are love letters to books there are Mm -hmm. love letters to authors and things like yeah but no that's that is pretty cool but yeah I chose this because modern Mrs. Darcy Ann Bogle does a blog uh, modern Mrs. Darcy her podcast is what should I read next she loves 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 station 11 I've heard it I've heard her talk about it for years like I've followed her for Mm -hmm. years and so she's always talked about it and I was like okay I gotta read it and I checked on my Goodreads I shelved Station Eleven five years ago oh wow it took me five took me five years to read it so when people are like why haven't you read this book yet I told you about I'm like girl my wait list it's right. very it's long. Extensive. <laughs> I know. It's it's ridiculous getting to some books and then new books come along and you're like, oh, I want to read this first. I know. And then you forget about the other books. That you <laughs> I know. Like there's there are several series that I've been meaning to read. And now that their final books are out and stuff, I'm like, OK, I'm going to read this next. And then I'm you know distracted by the next mm-hmm. shiny thing. And it's just a nonstop. It is. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was interesting in this book. So basically after the pandemic hits. A group of Shakespearean actors get together with a group of um, symphony musicians, and mm-hmm. they form the Traveling Symphony, mm-hmm. and they go around to different, uh, like, town-ish type yeah, places, um, settlements, yeah. that um, have sprung up in Michigan and around the Great Lakes mm-hmm. area. That's where this whole novel is set, in Toronto and around the Great Lakes. Yes. And so Kirsten is one of the actresses in that, and it follows her. And one of the quotes that they, the Traveling Symphony has is, survival is insufficient. It's from Star Trek, which I love. Yeah, which, I mean, it's pretty cool, though, because it's like just surviving is not enough. Mm-hmm. We also have to bring art and humanity Yeah, we still need to live. To yeah. And I really appreciated the way that she told the story 
in your you would imagine the violence and the chaos mm-hmm. immediately after the collapse mm-hmm. but then she progresses the story 20 years mm-hmm. and we've moved past the violence and just to see how humanity can start to rebuild itself yeah was really fascinating because you don't see that in the right epidemic novels mm-hmm. or pandemic novels yeah it's always much. like immediately following and right. just like the shit storm right. that's happening and they did touch on that and they mentioned all the chaos and the yeah. violence but then once things settle down people were able to you know, start mm-hmm. building back humanity again. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I really liked figuring out how they were all connected. Mm-hmm. So I've got, I wrote, I wrote down the characters cause I never remember character names. So we've got Kirsten, which is the little actress that was on stage with Arthur when he died. So it's Kirsten, Arthur, the actor, Clark, who is Arthur's best friend, Miranda, who is Arthur's first wife. Jeevan, is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name? Okay. Jeevan, who is the guy that performed CPR on Arthur. He was Arthur. training to be a paramedic when mm-hmm. the, the a, a pandemic broke. Yeah. And Jeevan also had been a... Paparazzi photographer. Yes. yes. And then there's Elizabeth, who is Arthur's second wife. And then his son with her, Tyler. Yes. So who was your favorite character arc? Ah, I don't know. That's interesting. I know mine. I enjoyed Miranda and I enjoyed Clark because mm-hmm. um, I thought they were they were intriguing just to see. Mm-hmm. Like with Kirsten, you don't see because she was only eight when it happened. Right. You don't see much of her front story, but those two, you see their beginning story and how they evolved as people. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that character development. Yeah, I I liked Kirsten just because she barely remembered. T- the before with Mm -hmm. a capital B and so it was interesting to see kind of it's kind of how kids these days don't remember writing reports without the internet Mm -hmm. like she didn't remember elect like she barely remembered electricity and she had to ask someone like when you opened the fridge a light came on right Mm -hmm. and it was just it was cool to see someone that barely remembered the before Mm -hmm. but my character arc was definitely Tyler like he was quite the interesting turn he he was definitely interesting i don't i don't know i have issues with him and we'll we will get to a point where we're gonna do a couple of spoilers just Mm because i do want to talk about that a little bit more but tyler was definitely my favorite just because it was like what are you serious right now (laughs) like that was crazy i can totally see the evolution of his character though like i can i get it yeah it's crazy Mm mm-hmm but it doesn't not make sense. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, especially with apocalyptic turn of events like that, mm-hmm. it's definitely like, okay, I can definitely see people can go one of a few ways. Mm-hmm. And one of them is definitely crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that these seemingly unrelated characters mm-hmm. actually have a way that they're all entwined together. Yeah. And it kind of slowly develops that over the novel, and mm-hmm. you you pick up little things here and there, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, it's okay. it's like if you were paying attention, like yeah. you'll get this little mm-hmm. this little thing. Also, I did want to point out I was doing a little bit of research, and HBO Max is going to have a new streaming service where they will be doing like only online streaming, kind of like how Amazon Prime is doing mm-hmm. their own TV shows now. Yeah. Hey, HBO Max is going to be, and they have picked up Station Eleven That's as cool. one of their. As one of their things. And I'm not sure if it's going to be a movie or a uh, limited series. A limited series would be very interesting. It would. I think it would be not enough information to have a extensive series. But a limited right, series yeah. would definitely work. I'm feeling limited series for 
for books, like especially just a standalone. Right. I'm I'm definitely feeling the the limited series. But yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting. I would love to see it played out on film because I think some of the the literary stuff that I I don't necessarily love, mm-hmm. I think would translate well into screen. Right. I I struggle with literary fiction. That's yeah. one of the ones that I just I feel like I get it. It's artsy. There's just not enough going on for me. Yeah. No, um, I get so it. So I get it's, it's a little boring. And, you know, people think that makes me not whatever. I know. Not academic or whatever. But I like me some fantasy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same way. I was at work today and I was like, okay, what do I want to read next? Because I've got like a lull in what I have mm-hmm. to read for the podcast. And it's like, I want to just read something fun. So I, I spent probably 30 minutes when I should have been working just trying to figure <laughs> out what I wanted to read. Yeah. Okay. So I did write a few discussion questions down. I have a few as well. Cool. They're probably similar. Okay. So um, we did discuss briefly on their, their Star Trek quote, survival is insufficient. What does this, what does it mean in this afterworld? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you hit it right on the head where it's, we don't just need to survive. We need to still live. We mm-hmm. need to still enjoy and I bringing the art into that. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I really liked th- about this book because there have been apocalyptic books, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows, but you've never seen it to where it got to the point where they're enjoying things instead mm-hmm. of just merely trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that it brought art back into it. Right. Um, where we've moved past the survival stage and humanity's mm-hmm. up kind of starting to rebuild itself Mm -hmm. like people are getting married and Mm -hmm. having children and Mm -hmm. yeah that was really interesting okay so this one was a really good one and this will kind of start our spoilery um talks so you have been warned so it says the prophet says i'm not speaking of the tedious variations on physical death there's death of the body and death of the soul i saw my mother die twice what does that mean i mean i think that it's it's very like on a self-explanatory like you can die before you ever die if you give up or if you stop believing or stop trying Mm -hmm. you know like if you just roll over and give up then you're already dead kind of I agree with that but I also think so all right spoilers from here on out Mm y'all be warned so the prophet ends up being Tyler who is Arthur's son and he's about eight or nine when him and Kirsten are like the same age yeah. seven or eight so so up comes this prophet and he is taking brides child brides child, child brides which we have discussed <laughs> we do not appreciate child brides very cultish nuts mm-hmm. um and at one point when the traveling symphony goes through a city that he is kind of overtaken they see grave markers of of friends that they left behind because they were about to have a baby and so they didn't want to be traveling with a baby on the road and when they asked like are our friends dead i thought they just moved on and they were like oh yeah if you do not accept us or something like that if you uh, don't have permission to leave you are dead to us Mm -hmm. and it's basic and they uh i think kirsten even asks like well what happens if you come back and it's just kind of an unspoken like well you don't then you're super dead right yeah because so I think when when he said that I saw my mother die twice, I didn't really think anything of it until this discussion question came up. Mm-hmm. And so reading that, I think he killed his mom. You do? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she may have seen him taking things way too far. 
mm-hmm. and essentially like in quotations turned her back on his made up religion. And I think he killed her because she no longer believed as he did. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't ever say what happened to her. Never. I thought maybe she just died. But then at one point, Clark goes and tries to warn her about Tyler's kind of. And she's like, everything does happen for a reason. Right. So I think that she started it for him. Right. Because, okay, so Clark, Elizabeth, and Tyler end up on the same plane the day that the apocalypse starts. Mm-hmm. So they their plane is emergency has an emergency landing in Michigan. And so they're stuck in this airport. Mm-hmm. And they end up stuck for years and years. And I mean, eventually Clark never leaves the airport. Yeah. Eventually like this becomes Clark's home. A few years after the plane has landed there though, Elizabeth and Tyler leave. Mm-hmm. But before they leave, Clark sees Tyler reading out loud from a bible to this plane that landed and no one ever came off that had been quarantined Mm -hmm. and he sees tyler reading the bible to them and it's it's kind of instead of like praying over them praying over their souls blessing them something like that he's essentially being like you were chosen to die Mm -hmm. and this was i was chosen to live because i am basically it made it seem like not as sinful as you or yeah. I am more righteous than you or something Yeah, like it was really weird. Even mm-hmm. more creepy that a child was reading it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Clark is like, mm, that's a little weird. And so when he tells Elizabeth, she's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he's spot on. He's got Ugh. it right. But, yeah, I think that when he started getting older and went even further with it, I think, personally, I feel like. She was starting to be like, oh, no, no. And I think he killed her. That's interesting. But I do believe, like, I do get, like, there's a death of your soul when you just quit. Mm -hmm. And have you heard that quote? It's like some people. Some people never live at all or something like that. It's something like some people. uh, I know the one you're talking about. Some people. It's like some people. Only have one life. Some people live to be 90. But they only live like forty years or so. Like, I'm yeah. it's whatever. But you um, could quote Mae West. It's not the number of years in your life; it's the life in your years. Sure, we'll go with that one. She was awesome. She was awesome. But yeah, I, uh, I, I just I loved his character arc, and I would have, I would have liked to have known, like between point A and point B, like what the hell happened. Right, because basically he leaves the airport and then. 15 years later, he's this prophet, and it's like, what? But you don't find out he's the prophet initially. It's just prophet. You never find out his name. You don't find out he's the prophet. I mean, really, it never overtly says it. But I mean, but he's totes the prophet. Yeah, he's absolutely Um, the prophet. But you don't find that out until like the very end. And there's, you're like, oh my gosh. I know. When I first figured it out, I was like, no. (laughs) Like, like it hinted at it because there's this comic or this graphic novel that um, Kirsten has that no one else has heard of. And uh, when the prophet calls his dog, he uses a name that's in that graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, hmm. And I didn't I didn't get it then. Oh. Um, I didn't get it until they were quoting the graphic novel to each other. Oh. So, yeah. I um, And that was when I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's exactly what the book needed, I mm-hmm. feel. Like, it needed a, like, oh, my God moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I feel like it had been kind of flat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really, 
I really did like that. And the only, this is a little off topic, but the only person that never really met up with anybody, everybody else kind of met up or had a uh, an ending, but Jeevan never really met up with everyone else. Like, he didn't meet them after, in the afterwards times. Right. He had met a lot of them before. Well, he only met Arthur and Kirsten. And Miranda. Remember he oh, took Oh, I picture? forgot. So, and it was okay. the same day Elizabeth okay. was there. He had met all of them. You're right. I forgot about he had met Miranda. You Because right. he was a paparazzi. You right. And he you tricked right. her. And he wasn't really a, a, a stand-up guy in the before times. Right. And he decided who he wanted to be the night mm-hmm. the pandemic happened, basically. Yeah. And he changed who, you know, he changed and he became a better person. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I appreciated that. Yeah. That Whereas I feel like Tyler kind of went downhill. <laughs> a little bit. Uphill. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Okay. My next question. Uh, the novel ends with Clark imagining somewhere in the world ships are sailing. Why do you think Mandel ended the book with him? I feel like. He was the oldest of the group of people we follow, and Mm -hmm. so he had the most before, Mm -hmm. and then with this after, I feel like it ended with a poignancy that Mm -hmm. comes with a literary fiction, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what the ships, though... Well, I kind of felt like he was the anchor of the story, Mm. because you're right, he does, he has a full before and a full after, Mm -hmm. and he kind of, like, grounds the story Mm -hmm. through the whole timeline, and, but I like the idea of the ships, because it's like, I just got it. Okay. Okay, remember Miranda had spoken about there were ships 50 miles Mm -hmm. off the coast? Those had people on them, and they were never infected. Yes, true. I just thought of that. Yes. So, technically, yes, there are still people, if they were stuck out there. I don't know if they would be stuck or not. I don't know, because it has been 20 years. They might have died. Well, if they had, like, a boat or something that they could have left and come to land or something. Could be, I don't know. Mm. I was thinking, like, there's this over arcing metaphor of airplanes in in the novel Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like sailing away and traveling to a different place yeah and that's kind of where i got that like an escape kind of yeah thing that's gonna that's gonna rescue us from where we are and save us right yeah that makes sense what really bothered me the most is that by the time kirsten gets to the airport where Clark is, they have spotted a town in a telescope that has electricity somehow. But then it's like, and it's done. Yeah. No! Yeah, she's going to set out to go try to find this town, but it's like... That was another cool, like, whoa, kind of moment. Maybe there'll be a follow-up. I don't think so. I think it was meant to end how it did because literary novels are essentially slice of life books and it wouldn't be that if she continued it maybe it's meant to be like a beacon of hope on the horizon yeah with the ships yeah but yeah i would have loved to Mm -hmm. have seen like how they got electricity and see kind of the rebuilding of civilization Mm -hmm. like because that that would have been cool to see okay i've got a question here 
So it says some characters like Clark believe in preserving and teaching about the time before the flu. But in Kirsten's interview with Francois Diallo, we learn that there are entire towns that prefer not to. She's quoted as saying we went to one place where the children didn't even know that the world had ever been different. Mm. What are the benefits of remembering versus not remembering? Well, I think it's the reason we teach history history in schools is to, A, not forget, but B, not repeat. Right. Like, because right now our history is of things that were horrible or things that weren't so great and now they're better. And we can look back on that and remember Mm -hmm. and kind of be thankful for how far we've come, how far we need to go. And, yeah, I, I... If I was in that situation, I would absolutely pass on every piece of knowledge because one day there's going to be someone born or someone alive in the after that could possibly that might hear about electricity and what that was and be able to replicate it. Mm -hmm. But if they don't know that this was something that existed, Mm -hmm. it would be like Einstein trying to figure it out all over again. Right. I get, um, they talked about the one character that was friends with Jeevan and his daughter was upset because she had heard that people before yeah. lived a lot longer. Yeah. And it's like, why are we teaching them this? There's no benefit to them. There's no value for them. But I agree with you. I think we have to preserve like the knowledge of the past and be able to pass it on, A, so we don't repeat it and so we can learn from it. You mm-hmm. know? So I think that's a significant thing. But I get where some people are coming from. Right. And wanting to spare the feelings of their children. But I think if you get to that place, then you're not learning. You're not moving forward. Right. And I think that's something that we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like the the age that people lived to, like that's not super necessary to know. Right. But like the important things and the humanity things that's that's something that needs to like be relayed the arts with the traveling traveling symphony mm-hmm. preserving the arts mm-hmm. um, i think that that's a big thing that we need to do yeah totally and then and yeah just remembering history and like uh they had started uh someone had started a small newspaper and they were trying to mm-hmm. get it sent down with the traders that came mm-hmm. through and stuff like Brilliant. Yeah, and he had to build a printing press. Yeah. Like that was like kind was of so cool. But he did it. Yeah. You know, there's ingenuity out there. Mm-hmm. People can figure this out. Yeah. We can rebuild. Especially if you know that it was there before. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be one thing if someone had to think of it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that knowledge is there. And then someone was trying to build a library. And I was like, oh, that would have been me. <laughs> like, yeah. That would be my role. Right. Going through and collecting all the different things. Yeah. Um, which was pretty cool. This, I think this quotes this wrong. This says, on page 206, Arthur remembered Miranda saying, I regret nothing. But didn't she say, I repent nothing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that question too. And so I was saying, what does it mean? What, what do you think that symbolizes with her repenting nothing? Well, that kind of makes me think of my current favorite book, <laughs> The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, oh. and how she was completely secure in the fact that she was human and she was she made mistakes shit happens but at the end of the day she wouldn't change anything she wouldn't have changed the decisions that she made even if they were wrong Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have changed them Mm -hmm. and I feel like it was Miranda being like you know what the decisions that I made even if they weren't the best got me to where I am Mm -hmm. and 
I accept me for right. that. I get that. It's like I it's, um I love who I am today because I fought to become her. Yeah, like, I like that quote, and I think it's, it's yeah, like yeah, and I I somewhat I'm trying to get there mm-hmm. to where it's like I have made mistakes, but I own them, mm-hmm. and I appreciate who I am because of them. It's a very very hard thing to do. Yeah, to be that self aware. Yeah, and to live with absolutely no regrets. That's mm-hmm. that's heavy. Yeah, so she says that around the time that um she finds out that Arthur's gonna end up marrying mm-hmm. Elizabeth, and she's like, you know what, I still regret none of this. I repent nothing that I've done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sorry for any yeah thing that I've done. And I I just thought it was beautiful. Yeah, quote. no, I I love I love that she said I repent nothing mm-hmm. instead of I regret nothing because mm-hmm. it's two very different right very different things, and I I really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really liked that, too. One of my other questions is um, Arthur dies at the very um, onset of the Georgian flu, and he dies of a heart attack. It's unrelated. Right. But had he lived, how would the trajectory of the novel had been have been different? Well, Elizabeth, Tyler, and Clark, I think, would never have been on the plane. Mm-hmm. So Clark would have been in New York. Elizabeth and Tyler would have stayed in Israel. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it changes everything, right? Jeevan would have never used the new skills that he had mm-hmm. as a as a training paramedic. He would never have left his girlfriend that night and gone to his brother's. Yeah. Um, Kirsten. I mean, she would have been on the stage, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have a, mm-hmm. affected her like as the profoundly only, as it did. Because yeah, the only thing that it would have changed with her is she wouldn't have been collecting memorabilia, mm-hmm. articles, anything related to Arthur. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the only thing that would have changed for her. But everything else, it would have changed. There would have been no profit, at least no Tyler profit. And Clark wouldn't have been in the airport to create his museum. Yeah, he creates a museum of civilization where he yeah. collects random artifacts yeah. of, you know, life before Mm -hmm. um and people come from all around to see him and like you know the kids are shocked about what a computer was and things like that that was really interesting yeah i thought that was cool too Mm -hmm. i would see that i like museums i love museums i want to i've never been to washington dc but oh my god i want to go and i want to go to all the museums yes all the museums i i went when i was like in eighth grade on the eighth grade washington Mm -hmm. trip but i haven't been back when I've been old enough to appreciate yeah. it, I was definitely not at a place to appreciate it at right. that point. I was just worried about boys. And, totally. You know. Yeah. Looking well, cool. Well, that's um, the Huntsville Space Museum. I went as a kid, and I just cared about the rides that mm-hmm. were there because they had this cool G-Force ride. Yes. But I went, ag- I went again as an adult, and I was like, this place is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so many cool things. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was in sixth grade, I think, when I went to the Space Museum. Me too. I'd like to go as a grown person. Yeah. I liked it. We'll have to go. It's yes. only two hours away. It really is. It's, it's pretty close. I've actually been with your husband and stepdaughter. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would read it again. No, but I am glad to have read it. Mm-hmm. And now it opens up this whole new world. Like, I didn't even think about apocalyptic type books mm-hmm. where the, like, it's like this capital A after mm-hmm. and how... Right, I didn't realize there were many out there that didn't involve some sort of zombie thing. Yeah, I'm going to have I to. I just don't care for that at all. I am not the Walking Dead fan. Oh, see, I read World War Z a few years ago and really enjoyed it. 
nah, not my not my cup of tea. <laughs> Give me a vampire. <laughs> so what is going to be your buddy read next? I think we're going to go with the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Okay. Um, pending it being a decent book that we can get into. True, true, true. We'll, uh, we'll keep you guys abreast of the situation. Yes, we will keep you apprised <laughs> of the situation. Abreast. All these other words that mean the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I thought that was a good buddy read. It was good discussion questions and stuff. Yeah, I think it, it makes you think. It makes you slow down. I am I read so quickly that sometimes I don't yes. catch everything. True. And so I think with the way this was written, I had to purposefully read slower. And yeah. I did like that. Because I tried to listen to it at one point while I was doing something else. And I had to stop because I wasn't getting it. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is not going to work. I'm going to have to actually sit down and read this Yeah. to, to comprehend it, mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm picking up. Because there was just minute details everywhere that if mm-hmm. you missed, it like you were lost. Yeah. So I had to, whatever I had listened to, I had to go back and reread yeah. to pick it up. And, and I definitely think that it makes you slow down for yeah. sure. But yeah, I don't regret picking it, especially because... I feel like this was me last year, but especially this year, I'm a little behind on my reading, especially to hit my quota of 110 books this year, but I'm reading much more purposefully mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not going to be mad if I don't hit my quota mm-hmm. because so far this year I've had so many four and five star books. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad if my, my books are more quality than quantity. Yeah. I think that's um, a good thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not at all mad. Um, but we do need to talk about Yay. you hitting your reading quota. That's I amazing. Did. I hit my 60 book goal, which I set and didn't think that I would ever actually get because I haven't read that voraciously ever. Do you think it's because of the podcast? I do. And I also think it's because, like you said, we're reading with more intention. Mm-hmm. So the books that I'm selecting, I think, matter a little bit more. Yeah. And are purposefully things that I'm actively seeking out that mm-hmm. I want to read, not just like, you know whatever is available like right stuff that that i am really genuinely interested in mm-hmm. and i think that that makes a difference do you think too that you're utilizing the library more this year do you think that's affecting well yeah because i'm not broke i mean yeah i mean i you know <laughs> i am broke but well yeah like instead of like having to stop yourself be like oh i can't buy a book this week mm-hmm. like you can just borrow and so you can read much more yeah Absolutely. someone I was talking to someone the other day about how much I utilize the library, mm-hmm. which is a ton. Yes. And they were saying like, oh, I can never do that because I have to own the books that I read. I'm like, girl, I read 100 books a year. Right. I cannot afford that. Right. And like, but that gives you the opportunity, and we've talked about it before, to read a book. And then if you like it and mm-hmm. you love it, you can own it. But if you don't like it, you don't have to have mm-hmm. it. You know, like there have been books that we read that we did not care for. Yeah. You know, like. And I'm glad that I didn't yeah, spend money. Yeah, can you ever forgive me? I'm glad Ugh. I didn't buy that book. I'm yeah. glad I didn't own it, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that makes a difference. Totally. Sure. I think I'm going to up my goal. How many? I think I'm going to see if, I'm a, if I can hit 100. I think you can totally hit 100. I mean, it's only 40 more books. Yeah. So and you, you're it. at way ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like 15 books behind and that's to hit 110. Happened. Never happened I know. before. Uh, well, actually, last year I had to cram and read like eight books in December mm-hmm. in order to hit a hundred. Right, but I've never been that f- that far ahead. Of oh, you. oh, oh, yeah. Um, well, no, because you went on this huge series kick and <laughs> read did. like eighteen books yeah, in the like Black two months. Yeah, me. because I mean, I just when you find something that you love that much, it mm-hmm. makes reading so much mm-hmm. better. It reminds me of why you love it. Yes. Yeah. 
and, and I've been and trying to recreate that magic a little bit mm-hmm. and I haven't quite hit it on the head yet, but I've been really enjoying what I've been reading. So yeah. That's good. I'm wanting to, there's a couple of things that they're about to make into TV shows or movies. Like there's the Grisha verse, which is the six of crows. And oh, that was on sale yesterday on Kindle for two ninety nine. Did you get it? I did. Mm. And you could add the audible narration for like three ninety nine. So Killer. Like six bucks for both of them. I want to read that. It series. may still be on sale. So maybe you go check it out. Yeah, I mean, or I could just borrow it. Right. <laughs> um, My library doesn't have as many titles as yeah, yours does. I know. We're in different counties. Zip, yeah, we're in different counties, like, by feet. Well, I mean, technically, I live in Georgia now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't have the same library. Right. I am very fortunate to use the Chattanooga Library, and it is gigantic. I know. So there's rarely a time where I can't right. get my hands and on And I book. was out of the Chattanooga Library when I tried to apply to it by, like she said, feet. It, so that was frustrating. Yeah. Um, but I do love my local library that I use. It just doesn't have as many titles. Yeah. Um, but no, I want to read the Grishaverse. There's a duology in it. That's the Six of Crows. And then there's, um, but there's the original trilogy. And oh, it's like S- Siege of Storm or uh, crap. That's going to. All these YA novel names. Yeah. Um, so I want to read those really bad. But then there's a. Uh, a fantasy, big fantasy series that Henry Cavill is going to be, and I, I think that. it's it's The Witcher that I want to read. Yeah, I saw um, before I see that. it. He blonde, it was weird. Yeah, he's got like a Legolas <laughs> wig yeah. going on, and then nice. of course there's Good Omens that is currently out on Amazon, yes. and it looks hella good. I put it on my list for July bingo, but I don't think I'm gonna get to it. I'm I'm really hoping to get to it as soon as possible. But like I said, there's a hundred thousand books that I just I want to read all of them right now, and I don't have time. I know. But yeah, so many books. So, so many little books, time. But a little time. I know. But you do have this podcast to listen to, and we can vet things for you. So you know, yes. there's that. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we gladly gift this to you. Oh, I have something else funny to share. Yeah. Um, so y'all know I won't shut up about uh, red, white, and royal blue. <sighs> so I forced Tavia to borrow it and read it. She did real fast. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But I made another friend borrow and read it. He read it quickly and is now passed it on to somebody else. So it is the yes. sisterhood of the traveling book. The traveling book. Oh, my God. I I'm, loved it. I, it was amazing. Yeah. No, I'm so excited that somebody else is like, reading it. It made me stupid grin. Stupid I know. Happy. Like, it's, just, it's so epic. Oh. I am so pleased mm-hmm. with it. Like, it's, yeah. it's magnificent. Me too. But, yeah. All right. We should probably wrap this up now. Sorry. I just keep talking. Sometimes I just want to talk. Yeah, we have all that stuff. You know, we just have all the stuff we want to say. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.